the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Greetings. The sun is setting on this near fall day, right? Mm-hmm. Setting. Mm-hmm. When is uh, winter is almost 21st. Okay. It feels like winter out there today, does it not? It does feel like winter out there today. Was there snow in and, your car? Uh, no. Oh, this morning there was no. snow in my car. Okay. Yeah. No, there was no snow, though we did uh, have frivolity we did. in the uh, Word FM studios. The annual Word FM Christmas party. and It's uh, in the rear view. Good time was had by all. When I was a kid, uh, the thought of a, like a, a company Christmas party scared me. <laughs> I don't know why, because I thought why? like something uh, unusual was going to happen. Nothing unusual happened there no. today. But it was. It was like this weird sort of like, I don't know, like, like a childhood dread thing. I don't know what that meant. I don't know. You, like you were going to grow up someday and something terrible was going to be asked of you at the company Christmas party? I, no, I just thought it was going to be filled with debauchery, you know. <laughs> and, I would ha- and I would have to Well, like, there have know, been a lot of office parties around the world filled with debauchery. I don't know. You know on I, Christmas. Why I think that. It did, it did not happen here today. No, it didn't. No. A good no. time was had by all. I've never actually been to a Christmas party that devolved quite like that. Neither I've been to I. some Christmas parties where people got in fights. What? Yeah, people fights got in Fights at a arguments. Christmas party? Uh-huh. What? What was that all about? Uh, See, that's was, my point exactly. Things like that could happen. It wasn't debauchery. It was just was like unrestrained. Involved. No. What? No. You go to a Christmas party to get into a fight? They didn't. That's not why they went to the party, but they were... Really? Yeah, that's when you were selling rugs. They were pretty. uh, (laughs) I'm not going to give you any details about where I was working at the time. (laughs) You opened up the door for a good story. It was was a place of previous employment. All right, okay, fair enough. Mm -hmm. All right. Anyway, we did a a white uh, white elephant Christmas gift. Yeah, I ended up with a nice thing. I got my nice little Yeti mug. Oh, right. Which I like very much. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, I uh, I had hot tea in it, Mm -hmm. and then now I have iced tea in it. Excellent. Yeah, and it it does it all. And what did you get? I got a stuffed animal. Oh, right. You got the Grinch. Yeah, Grinch with a little dog. Which uh-huh. I, I mean, okay, fine. Great. Yeah. And you brought in your white elephant gift mm-hmm. was uh, was an old radio, which mm-hmm. I loved. Did you get that on eBay? I did. Okay, great. Yeah, and I was really thrilled because the station engineer... Who is the only one who can fix it. Yes. He will bring it back to life. Because you Because if you plug it in, it kind of goes... That yeah, that's what mine does, too. So... This guy, Randy, God bless him, he's going to make it sing. That's great. Very nice. And I brought in a little framed Monet. Uh-huh, which mm-hmm. I initially got, and yeah. then I passed. Yeah, and someone, someone took it out of your hands. Yeah, very happily. Right? Coming up on today's program, in the 5 o'clock hour, we look forward to uh, talking about survivors of the Hamas attack who've been speaking in Squirrel Hill. Mm-hmm. It's an article from today's trip. Also, uh, Advent, is it the antidote to the Christmas blues? Oh. I think it might be. I actually think it might be looking at Advent instead of just pre-Christmas. Very nice. I think it can make a difference. And then in the four o'clock hour, staying sane during the holidays, understanding our limitations, using a holy nope. Holy nope. Nope. And being willing to disappoint people. 
<laughs> oh, I a, am terrible at all of those things. What, so disappointing and saying no? Oh, yeah. Are you? Yeah. I'm pretty good at that. Okay. I am. <laughs> you I, are. I don't, you got to, you know, just put a little shelf around yourself. No, you're right. right. Anyway, uh, there's a lot more to come on today's Right Home. All right. Then without further ado, as this globe continues to revolve, Kath, the news stories of the day, of which there are a plenty. Please, without further ado, give us the top four at four. At four. At four. There, there we go. go. It's like the, Too many the symphony was delayed. For Wednesday, December 6th, 2023, number one, the Israeli military has killed about half of Hamas's mid-level commanders in Gaza, Israeli, Israeli officials said, as its troops pressed forward today. Israel deploying a deliberate strategy to find and kill the militant group's mid-level operatives to disrupt their ability to fight in Gaza. Israel has so far, John, failed to assassinate the terrorist group's senior leadership, which includes Yahya Sinwar guessing on the pronunciation there, leader of Hamas in Gaza, and Mohammed Deef, the head of the group's armed wing. But fighting is now coalescing around Khan Yunus, one of Hamas's strongholds in the southern strip, where the Israeli military says Sinwar and others could be hiding. Israeli forces even now engaging in street-to-street combat there, which is now considered a main Hamas hub, as fighting has shifted south. The battle for the city of over 400,000 could prove decisive in isolating pockets of Hamas fighters outside their main command and control centers, so says today's Wall Street Journal. Jeez, I hit my microphone. Settle down. What's going on? Number two. Two months after his historic, and I mean historic, ouster as House Speaker, Republican Representative Kevin McCarthy of California says, I'm out. Hmm. He's done with being a, uh, a congressman. He And when I say done, I mean the end of the year, yeah. like a couple weeks. That's quick. His announcement marked the stunning end of the House career of the one-time deli counter owner from Bakersfield, who ascended through state and national politics to become second in line to the presidency before that crazy Matt Gates group decided he needed to be tossed. McCarthy is the only speaker in history to be voted out of his job. The announcement comes during a wave of retirements in the House. We talked about this last week. Tons of people are retiring, some because they're looking for other jobs and some because they're just so sick of how things are working in Congress. I mean, good grief. You can read more about that. Wait, wait. You said he, he ran a deli? Oh, yeah. He was. He worked at the deli. He, I don't know if he ran it, but he worked at a deli. Did he? Uh-huh. As an adult? Yeah. Really? Yeah, you didn't know He that. went from chipping, like, chipped ham to, yeah. like, running the Senate. Chipped in Swiss. Quarter pound of each. What the heck? It's true. Number three, I've got a weird animal story. Enough at number three. At number three. It's got to be a good one. <laughs> well, Holy it's, I don't know how good it is, but it is interesting. It's jumping up. 52 endangered Kemp's Ridley sea turtles. Oh, Got a flight on a private jet. I like this. Did you hear about this? No, I did not. They're suffering from cold stun and Mm. are in rehab. Mm -hmm. Sea turtles are cold-blooded reptiles and adapt to the temp of their surroundings, but they've been prolonged this early winter to the icy waters of the uh, Atlantic around New England. And so their circulatory systems slowed down, and the turtles were unable to swim or function properly. They're also an endangered species. So each winter, a group goes and grabs up a bunch of them, puts them in a big tank, puts them on a plane, and they wake up in Florida. Oh, <laughs> nice gig if you can get it. Exactly. Eventually, they're returned to their natural habitat. Really? Can you? Cold stun. That's right. Read I've more about that, that ABC. And number four, Norman Lear, the legendary TV producer who created All in the Family, Maude, the Jeffersons, and One Day at a Time has died. He was 101 years old. Damn. And that is your top four at four. 
Or the way Glenn Miller played. Uh, Songs that made the hit parade. <laughs> Folks like us, we had it made. Folks, we had made. I mean, you were too young to see it first run, weren't you? No, I remember seeing it. Do you? Yeah, I remember oh. seeing it as a really little kid. Yeah, I mean. Like, I don't remember anything about it other than how hard my dad laughed. Uh, yeah, I think dads all yeah. over America laughed. I mean, it's hard to overstate the significance of that show on American culture. Oh, my gosh. Truly, it did. You know what? It he, told the truth. Yes. He said, um, Norman Lear, when he was asked about it, he said, I like to think what they saw was the foolishness of the human condition mm -hmm. on both sides, <laughs> on Meathead's side and yeah. on uh, Archie, Bunker's. Archie Bunker's side. And what a great show, truly. And all the show. I mean, the Jeffersons. Oh, my Maud. gosh. Was the Jefferson. The Jefferson had one of the greatest uh, soundtracks oh, or not yeah. soundtracks, but like opening songs yeah. in Moving TV history. Up. Oh, my gosh. Was that fun? Yeah. Well, Don't sure. forget Archie Bunker's place, too, which I always thought was sad. Me, too. Yeah. Like he was hanging on too yeah, long. Yeah, right? I thought that was sad. He should have just stopped because he did fine. Um, I did you watch one day at a time? Well, uh, not really. Oh, really? Not regularly. No. Okay. Less than. Oh, I always watch but the that. Jeffersons for sure. Are you kidding yeah. me? How about Mary Hartman? Mary Hartman. Yeah, I never saw that. Oh, that was a that was a weird show. That was a good show. Mm -hmm. Sanford and Son. L great. Show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We had. Uh, I'm coming, Elizabeth. We had Lamont on the show. Yes, we Remember did. That? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, that was probably at least a decade. Yeah, ago, it was right? a long time ago. He's a pastor. Yeah. Um, wait, I want to say one other thing okay. about. Did you know he also uh, produced Stand by Me, movie wise, The Princess Bride, Fried Green Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. That's I mean, I didn't know that until today. Anyway, <clears throat> over his long career, six Emmys, a Golden Globe, the 2017 Kennedy Center Honors, and into the TV Hall of Fame in 1984. He often said he was guided through life by the saying, each man is my superior, in that I may learn from him. Mm. Oh, that's very Boy, interesting. man, that's a good thing to Norman keep Lear. in mind. Yes, it is. Okay, we'll take a quick break. When we do come back, we are uh, resetting. We're going to talk with Dorothy Littell Greco, staying sane during the holiday season. That's next year. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's the ride home on Word FM. 101.5 Word FM. W-O-R-D. Welcoming Amy Grant to the Carnegie of Homestead Music Hall, May of 2024. This is Amy Grant, and I'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. A career spanning 45 years in contemporary Christian music. Amy Grant. She's great. She's great. She's really good. She's awesome. Amy Grant. Tickets would make a great Christmas gift. We've got them, and we're giving them to you. Just listen for the cue to call. Great classic music. I just Love it, yeah. Tune in Sunday afternoon and call in to win your tickets to see Amy Grant from WORD. Jim Gaffigan here with some more straight talk. Now you can get a Walmart Plus membership, plus not pay for it, because it's included with straight talk wireless plans. You get free delivery with Walmart Plus, plus a Paramount Plus subscription included, plus you pay less for gas. That's a lot of pluses. Only straight talk gives you unlimited 5G data and Walmart Plus included on select plans for free. Straight talk wireless, available at Walmart. Requires service on gold or platinum unlimited. One offer per eligible account. Paramount plus essential plan only. Separate registration required. Additional terms apply. How much is safety and peace of mind worth to you? Severe weather can happen suddenly, and the AccuWeather app gives you more accurate and timely warnings than any other source, right down to the street level. A Premium Plus subscription on the AccuWeather app costs less than a cup of coffee each month, and with it, you get the fastest and most accurate alerts to keep you and your loved ones safer. Clear, concise, and actionable forecasts with superior accuracy. Download the AccuWeather app and choose a Premium Plus subscription today. 
The truth is that our college years are really pivotal. And it's a time to discover and to cultivate, and if you're so inclined, to see where God leads you. And that's why we're excited always to talk about Grove City College. I think back to being an undergrad myself, and early on, I mean, I wanted to get a job, but I wanted to get uh, good grades. And then somehow during, you know, in the middle of my freshman year, I started thinking, why do I want to... Like, what's the, what's the, of course, I want to make my parents happy, but you're in college. Maybe your parents don't care as much about your grades at that point. Is that really enough motivation is that I just want to have a 4.0 or whatever is that? Not grades only. I, I, I don't think it can be. I know that a lot of people look at college that way and think, well, if I get the grades then I get the job. But the thing I love about Grove City is that it puts learning in a larger context. So it's great to get good grades and it's very important to get a job. But what about curiosity, sparking curiosity in your student that makes you want to dig deeper into a subject. Maybe it's not even your major, but something that helps you to appreciate God's creation and just what has been established on earth for the purposes of praising him or knowing him better. I know that's the truth of Grove City College, to know who God is, to know who you are meant to be, to pursue your purpose and joy, gcc.edu. And so it's begun. The holidays, as they were, are truly upon us. Today, as we said, was the uh, Word FM Christmas uh, celebration. We all met back in the conference room and enjoyed ourselves a very nice lunch. And uh, Provided by our friends at the Spring House. Yes, exchanged some white elephant gifts and some jovial laughter and all that. But here they are. Uh, we've been talking about, we sent out our f- invitation to the family, come and gather with us on Christmas. Kathy, you mean yours and your wife's? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your plans are uh, well underway as well. 27 uh, in my house for mm-hmm. Christmas Eve and day. Yeah. So how do you stay sane during the holidays and understand your limitations? Dorothy Littell Greco is with us. She's a writer, photographer. Uh, she is the author of Making Marriage and most recently, Marriage in the Middle, Embracing Midlife Surprises, Challenges, and Joys. Dorothy, welcome back. Hi, it's good to be with you. So I want to know, what was the oddest gift? The oddest gift? You, you know, there, there were not oh, too many odd gifts Yeah, there this was. Year. There what? was one. What? Our boss, Dorothy, oh. has, is from Cleveland. He's a Cleveland, mm-hmm. yeah. And native. so he actually, we, ha- we actually, in the heart of the city of Pittsburgh, we had to open up a Christmas present that was a Cleveland Browns hat and gloves. Mm-hmm. That was oh, tough. It was like slap in the face low. to that, all of us. Right. Yeah. Especially we're already at a low point. Right. Yeah. But because he's our <laughs> boss, we that. all had to yeah, we go, all had, oh, right. Uh, ex- <laughs> okay there. Yeah, yeah. Well, what a great gift. We yeah, were like, yeah. oh, my goodness. It was kind of rough. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. It was. Other than that, it wasn't too bad. No, Dorothy. it was good. Yeah. So, Dorothy, here we are, right? I mean, it's December 6th. We are underway with uh, the holidays. Yeah. Uh, how are you faring? You know, it's funny because I can, our kids are older now, right? They're 24 to almost 30. So we don't feel that pressure that we used to feel as the kids were home. And there was this sense that I had to do everything exactly right. I had to buy the right gifts. I had to, you know, put cookies in the mailbox for the mailman. I had to make sure that we had a great dinner plan. The expectations were so huge. And because I tend towards over-responsibility, I'm very vulnerable to those kind of pressures. So I actually feel a little bit of relief that there's not quite as many things expected of me, but I still feel that sense of 
you know, it's like my civic duty to shop so that I can keep the economy afloat. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that's an awful lot of pressure. I mean, you alone yeah. keeping uh, keeping the, you know, <laughs> U.S. economy the, the going. gross national product up and running. We are in trouble. <laughs> you know what? I am so with you in the over-responsibility, Gene. I mean, I just, when it comes to the holidays, I just can't, I have such a hard time saying no. Yes, yeah. And I think that that's the older I get, the more I realize that I have to be willing to disappoint people. That if I continue to feel like I have to always please people and always do what they expect of me, that's what wears me out. But if I can sort of discern what does our family actually need, what, are, what am I capable of in this particular season, because it changes from year to year, and then sort of be proactive in figuring out how do I want this holiday to look so that I'm not driven by what culture expects of me or pulled back and forth by all the demands um, that other people have. Right. Now, I don't think I ever saw my mother happier when she reached a certain age where all of us kids were out of the house. She was no longer the chief cook and bottle maker Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. with Christmas dinner. She was going to one of our sister's houses. She wasn't putting up a Christmas tree anymore. Her her gift giving was at a minimal. And, you know, on Christmas Eve, she would sit there and um, just relax and laugh. I mean, all that was over for her, which was a very good sign. Well, I look forward to that. And at the same time, there is a nostalgia. You know, I was thinking before um, I called you all that that I remember one particular Christmas when our boys were young and we decided that every day during starting at the first first day of Advent that we would have a small gift that was meaningful, not just like some little plastic thing, but a meaningful gift. And so every day they anticipated this particular unique gift. And then on Christmas, we just did stockings and had a special meal. And they still talk about that as one of their favorite Christmas. And it was so, you know, it required a lot of creativity and um, planning, but there was so little Mm. expense and so little rushing about in the stores. And, you know, the lines already in the stores are so crazy. Um, So I think that when we're proactive and when we take our, our family's specific needs into account, Um, I think that it goes a lot better. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. I also uh, think, though, there's something I don't know. I I don't. I want to say that it's just a matter of what role that people have in their own home. But I think overall that women tend to take this type of uh, holiday responsibility more than men. Do you feel that way? I do. I'm curious to hear what John thinks about that. But yes, I mean, I definitely think that we are overachievers in that regard. Undoubtedly. Are you kidding me? I want to (laughs) flee during the holidays. I I see all that that goes on. I mean, (laughs) most men have very little, you know, skin in the game. You want to buy Mm. presents for people, but man, that whole thing. Okay. So like my thing, I put up the lights, I put up the tree, uh, I'll Mm -hmm. help clean, I'll help decorate, Mm -hmm. but all the other stuff that goes around that, that's, uh, I don't want to touch that. And thank God my wife does. Mm -hmm. How come, can you tell me like, why is it that you don't want to touch it? I'm curious. It feels emotionally messy. Mm. Uh, it's too taxing. Uh, it's a burden mm. to carry that because I don't necessarily have to or haven't, you know, been compelled to or been yeah. told to, then I will not do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's probably true, right? It's just one more example of the fact that women tend towards 
tend to do much more of those invisible unseen chores to keep a family going. And so maybe part of what makes it work better is if husbands and wives or partners have conversations where they say, you know, two different lists. This is yours and this is mine. Please don't expect me to do everything. Yeah. Okay. So here's something that might seem weird. But, you know, every family has something weird when it comes to the holidays. And we have a lot of things that are weird. Right. Um, my husband's mother, uh, when she passed away, gave us the family china. And the family china mm. is at least 100 years old. And wow. um, I al- she always pulled it out on Christmas. Once a um, year. Always. Mm. Well, at Christmas, Thanksgiving, all the holidays, okay. she always pulled it out. And I like to do that, too, because I'm never one of those people that likes to have something beautiful and not use it. Because I think, sure, you sure. know, it's, it's, it's China. It's supposed to be used. But it can't go in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Has to be washed by hand. Stock of dishes. So every Christmas that we've been hosting, my uh, husband and I, since my mother-in-law died, we use the dishes. Yeah. And he knows mm-hmm. he he you know washes them by hand because he's done it his entire life. Sure. Well, this year since we're having twenty-eight people, I decided well. about a week ago. You know what? We're just using regular dishes, and Good that sounds so dumb. But to me, it was like kind of a hard decision because I felt like I was mm. kind of letting my mother-in-law down. Oh, wait, wait. So you're still I, using yeah. dishes. We're still using dishes. Listen, I was at Thanksgiving. My sister said, we're not using, we're going to use Chinette. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which, you know, she is like you, you know, hostess extraordinaire. Right. It felt like to her it was a sellout. Exactly. Exactly. I'd have a hard time with that. But at least I got to the point where I at least am you know, picking dishes that can go in the dishwasher. But again, people could listen to that who don't care about dishes are like, oh, my gosh, that is so stupid. But it's just a thing. Right, Dorothy? And different. Right. Yeah. Everybody has a different thing. Right. And, and again, you know, just sort of evaluating on a year to year basis. What am I capable of this year? What do I want to do? What, what, right. what can I do? given my limitations and my energy and whatever else is being asked of me and then doing it with a heart of gratitude and love rather than resentment or bitterness. I think that, you know, that's going to put us in a much better place come Christmas because, wow, if we're resentful and bitter on Christmas day, that's pretty sad. That's not good. And I think that's the key question. What am I capable of this year? Yeah. Right. As yeah. opposed to five years ago or because everybody's got their, you know, their sort of level of involvement or what, what we can and can't do, because most people are working a job. They've also a lot of people have kids, whether it's, you know, kids in the house or what. And the Kath, Kath is doing 28. Holy smokes. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. It is crazy. But we're all, but here's the thing. Again, in past years, when I've hosted Christmas or Christmas Eve, I make everything right. I everything. do the whole thing oh my gosh. this year. That's not happening this year. It's just I can't cook for twenty eight. No, people. who can? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we're so every so we're we're all like chipping in. Well, that's just much healthier. That's what adults do yep. who have emotional pro who so, have emotional needs that are being you know. And so the reason I would end up with emotional problems is if I continued to try to do what I did in past years. Right. Right, but there's an element where you have to let go of control. Then right. Yeah. Which yes. That's part of it. Is yep. If you have a particular thing in your mind, a particular way that you want the dinner to look or to taste, right. to say, okay, we're we're going to spread this out and everybody's going to do a part, then you have to be willing to say, like, oh, where's the, you know, where's the special sauce? I can't believe I nobody made the part. special sauce. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then, where is equity, right? Where is equity in the meal between? The husband and the wife and the rest mm. of the family. Because even if you've got adult kids, hey, we'll pick it up. Let's go, you guys. You know, you're no, you're no longer 10 years old. Everybody should have right. a role to, hear, to play here now. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. There's got to be con- conversations and dialogue and compromises and, 
um, you know, on an ongoing basis well before the holidays so that it's clear what's expected, what's mm-hmm. going to happen, and who's going to do what. I think that's healthy. Dorothy, yeah. uh, I want to thank you for just bringing a sense of sanity to this <laughs> and just saying out loud that I'm not using the China. I just feel better. Same. Good for you. Yeah, good, good for you. <laughs> Enjoy your holiday. I can't imagine having that many people in my house. Oh so my you God. must. You know what? We're just going to focus on how great it is that we want to be together and not Excellent. not fuss about all the other yeah. stuff. Dorothy, listen, we always uh, enjoy having you with us. So Merry Christmas to you and your family. We've appreciated all this uh, conversation. You join us every month. Thanks for that. Thank you, and have a great holiday. You as well. Dorothy Littell Greco, she's the author of several books, which we love, Making Marriage, most recently, Marriage in the Middle, Embracing Midlife Surprises, Challenges, and Joys. Dorothy Littell Greco, easily found online. When you donate to the Salvation Army's Red Kettle Campaign, Your love lasts all year long. It puts a present under someone's tree today and a roof over someone's head tomorrow. It brightens Christmas morning and the hardest nights for hardworking families. Together, we love beyond Christmas. Support local families by donating today. Text PA Kettle to 31333 or visit SalvationArmyWPA.org. This May, Word FM welcomes the iconic Amy Grant. Coming May 14th to the Carnegie of Homestead Music Hall. Tickets on sale now. Get yours at librarymusichall.com. Give someone the gift of Amy Grant. Live in concert, 8 p.m. May 14th at Carnegie of Homestead Music Hall. Presented by Drusky Entertainment and Rich Engler Presents. Hey, it's John Hall. Mike Lindell is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. But have you ever picked up a towel set because it's really soft in the store, but when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent and it doesn't dry you? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. The six-piece sets have 100% long-staple Sherpa cotton. It is a combed, ring-spun cotton that makes the towel softer and more absorbent than ever. Towels that actually dry you. And right now, you can receive a six-pack set for only $29.98 with promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio podcast specials. To receive this amazing offer of only $29.98 on the six-piece set of MyPillow Tiles, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio podcast specials and enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-353-2973 now. 
Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-353-2973. That's 800-353-2973. What do you have to lose? Call 800-353-2973. Again, 800-353-2973. It's one station with many locations. Word FM is on OnePlace.com, WordFM.com, the Word FM mobile app on your smart speaker, and at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight with a low of 33. Clouds yielding the sunshine tomorrow. Tomorrow's high, 46. Tomorrow night, mainly clear with a low of 36. Milder Friday with intervals of clouds and sun. Friday, we'll see a high of 57. A significant storm is on the way for the weekend. Check AccuWeather often and download the free AccuWeather app to stay up to date. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. My oldest son was born 10 weeks early, and he came into this world at a hefty 2 pounds, 9 ounces. He came in healthy. Uh, They called him a grower, never was in any trouble. His lungs were in good shape. Uh, At West Penn Hospital at the NICU, where he set up residence for an extended amount of time. But during that time, my wife, God bless her, she was pumping breast milk. Because we knew he needed that breast milk, you know, soon and very soon, once all the IVs and all the uh, incubators came off of him. But breast milk is a thing for a lot of women who, for any number of reasons, can't produce their own breast milk. We're happy to welcome back to the show Denise O'Connor. Denise O'Connor is the executive director of Mid-Atlantic Mother's Milk Bank, co-director of Human Milk Science Institute and Biobank. And Denise, welcome back. Oh, well, thank you for having me today. <laughs> so, Denise, um, the benefits of breast milk, especially for a child like John's talking about, are really something. Can you tell us about it? Oh, absolutely. For babies that have um, medical medical issues, such as those that are born prematurely or have congenital heart disease or, or other issues, Breast milk isn't just nutrition. It is truly medicine for these babies because we know that babies who have human milk as their diet, using donor milk, if mom's milk is not available, have much, much lower risks of serious NICU complications. Wow. So it's not just, oh, it's a nice thing or, you know, we do it if you can. It's really if we're looking for uh, a positive health outcome for these babies who are in crisis, this is the way to do it? Oh, absolutely. And it is dramatic. This is evidence-based medicine, and it is truly life-saving for the littlest, most vulnerable babies. Before we opened the milk bank in 2016, no hospital here was using donor milk. And once our nonprofit opened, now all the NICUs are using donor milk, Mm -hmm. and they are seeing amazing results. Some of these complications that can be deadly for these babies have been decreased by 80 to 90 percent. No kidding, really. Okay, Denise, now people will say, wait a second, I'm going to give my newborn baby somebody else's breast milk. That doesn't seem right. Well, you know, there's a lot that we do to make that milk safe because a lot of things that may be fine to um, breastfeed your own baby may be problematic for 
um, a baby who's compromised, like the, the fragile infants that we're serving across the state. So the milk um, is bottled, it is pasteurized, it is tested, and then our generous volunteer donors actually go through a screening process. So we're looking at things like what kind of medications they take, and um, we ask them some medical history questions, things like that. And they also do um, blood screening as well. I see. So you've got an event coming up, which will benefit a lot of different people, a lot of babies. Tell us about this, please. Oh, absolutely. So this is a really busy time of year for the new needle intensive care units. And unfortunately, it's also a slower time for donation because everyone is so busy. So what we're seeing is that we actually serve 55 hospitals across Pennsylvania, West Virginia, New Jersey, and they really have, um, they're hopping right now. So our demand has gone way up. So to make donation, you know, a little bit easier during this busy time of year at our facility in the Strip District, we are doing a screening drive. So on this Saturday, December 9th from 9 a.m. to noon, Interested moms who have more milk than their own baby needs can actually come down and get the entire screening process done all at the same time. So it really fast tracks it. It's very convenient for moms who work or having trouble scheduling some of the components of the screening process. And um, we're hoping that it'll raise some awareness about donor milk and how easy the screening process is and how many lives moms can save um, just from something that's sitting in their freezer and not being used. Right. I love that. Okay. Uh, One more time. How can people um, find out what's going on, all the details? Absolutely. So um, moms who are interested absolutely must register on our website. So if they go to midatlanticmilkbank.org, there is and click the banner about the screening drive. All the information they need is right there. I love it. That's Denise O'Connor, Executive Director of the Mid-Atlantic Mothers Milk Bank and Co-Director of Human Milk Science Institute and Biobank. Appreciate hearing from you, Denise. Oh, thanks for having me and for spreading the word about donor milk. Mid-Atlantic-Milk-Bank.org. 101.5 W-O-R-D. I won! I won! Yes! And we want you to win, too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes update. Each Friday, you can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes update, mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com slash subscribe. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Rooter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Bill, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Reuter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-Rooter2 today. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Marcia from the Springhouse, and we really do wish you a Merry Christmas. And to keep your Christmas season merry, I suggest you give the Springhouse a call to take care of all your homemade goodies. We do beautiful Christmas cookie trays featuring family recipe orange drop cookies, lady locks, cherry cheesecake cups, pecan tassies, and lots more. Our fresh fruit trays and smoked salmon trays kick off a celebration beautifully. Our Heath Bar Cheesecake or Filled Chocolate Log finish it off nicely. And for the in-between, how about our own hickory smoked hams or fresh turkeys? 
Mmm, good old-fashioned eating. Are you hungry yet? Check us out on the web at www.springhousemarket.com and then give us a call and place your order today. www.springhousemarket.com Merry Christmas from all of us to all of you at the Springhouse in 84 PA. If you've been praying for healing, this may be your moment. Billy Burke of Billy Burke World Outreach returns to Pittsburgh December 10th and 11th. Get ready for a transformative spiritual experience like none other and witness an evening of healing and divine encounters with renowned evangelist Billy Burke at the Doubletree by Hilton and Cranberry, 7 p.m. Sunday, December 10th, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday, December 11th. Come expecting a miracle. Details at BillyBurke.org. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Social media titans know this, right? Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever. They all want to keep your kid online as much as possible. They want to addict your children. They've admitted to this. And why do they want them addicted? Because they're a price point. There's a value to that. They are making billions off of all of us. The more clicks, the more engagement, the more time we spend online on these social media platforms, it makes them wealthier. Chris Martin's back with us. He's a regular guest on our show, author of Terms of Service, The Real Cost of Social Media. He's also a content marketing editor at Moody Publishers, here today to talk to us about addiction and Instagram. Hey, Chris. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for coming along. What do you got? Sure. Yeah, so uh, right before Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving Eve, if you will, uh, late in the evening, perhaps at closing time out on the West Coast, uh, Meta uh, provided unredacted information from the lawsuits that they're facing from something like 41 or 42 state attorneys general uh, who have alleged that they are basically, in summary, um, have routinely chosen profits over the safety of their users, namely the mental health and wellness of their teenagers, the teenagers who use their platforms. And um, I, I don't know why I still I did a little bit of digging on this. I don't know why Facebook unveiled this information at all. There's no reason they should want it to be available. I'm guessing legally they had to unredact it at some point. Interesting. Um, but they decided to unredact it in the 11th hour before holiday weekend, um, which is typical. I mean, a lot of you know organizations will do a news dump on a Friday afternoon, sure. things like that. That's, that's kind of normal when you want people to avoid something. But this one's especially egregious, uh, A, because you know it was the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving weekend. So it's a prolonged period of time that people would be away from caring about anything like this. In fact, major news outlets didn't even cover it till Sunday or Monday. Um, and then the other reason it is just kind of big and infuriating is because it revealed a lot of information that many of us who cover social media and who write and talk about social media have long suspected, but have had a hard time proving. Um, I can't tell you the number of times I've gone on podcasts or radio interviews or have written books that Facebook is actively, not passively, but actively choosing profits over mental health and safety and kind of had people kind of give me this side eye look of like, are you just like 
conspiracy theorists mm-hmm, like right. you know are you are you for real like how can you prove this how do you know and now we have straight from the horse's mouth if you will like like actual words from internal employees at facebook instagram meta the big co- corporation that they routinely actively chose to make decisions that would earn them more profit at the cost of their users things that led people down eating disorder rabbit holes or avoiding doing some research projects to stop bullying among preteens uh, things like this uh, because they knew that it would hinder profits if they if they took these actions and so i think the the kind of the big point here is for a long time people have kind of had the idea that hey social media use especially among teenagers may have some negative mental health effects but it's just kind of an unfortunate side effect uh uh we're sad that this is the case and we'll try to mitigate it but it just kind of happens here what we see in these unredacted documents is situations in which facebook and instagram actively chose to to add features delete features that hurt teens in order to make a profit it's not just a passive oh man we're sad that teenagers get hurt by using these apps and have their have their you know worth feel worthless or go down you know again uh, eating disorder rabbit holes things like that they're actually making decisions in their apps to cause things like this to happen because it increases their time on platform it increases the likelihood that they'll spend money thing, things like this so that's kind of like the gist of the summary if you will but there's a whole there's a whole, I mean, hundreds, dozens, at least hundreds of pages of unredacted information that we now know that we that we just never knew before. So, you know, I read uh, all the information that you're talking about as well, and there's just no, there's just no other conclusion to come to other than the fact that in these companies there, I'm sh- there are people who are interested in the welfare of teens, but the decision makers have decided to prioritize profits over that. I just there's no, I, it's not like it's it's an accident that this is happening. That's right. Yeah, a lot of people, like I said just a minute ago, a lot of people have historically said, well, mental health issues related to social media are just sort of an unintended side effect that comes when people abuse social media and use it too much and get addicted to it. No, I mean, like in these unredacted documents, we have meta employees saying we've hired biologists to study teen biology to get teenagers addicted to the platform. And our algorithms and recommendation engines are set up such that when a teenager engages with content about eating disorders or being skinny or things like that, they're then going to be recommended to follow more and more destructive Instagram accounts, specifically Instagram, that encourage eating disordered behavior mm-hmm. and, and other forms of self-harm as well. And, and again, the thing, the thing to remember here, and this is where a big distinction needs to take place in our minds as we think about this, is these are not the platforms being abused or used incorrectly. These things are happening when the platforms are used exactly how they're supposed to be used. Mm-hmm. So you may think, if you think of a teenager in your life, like, oh, they're just addicted to Instagram. And you kind of like, the inclination, the, the, the first thought is like, you, you want to blame them. Like, they just don't have the discipline or their parents don't care enough or whatever else if you see a middle schooler addicted to Instagram. No, 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 listen, like, their parents who are probably working a job each to be able to pay rent for their house that they can barely afford or whatever is incapable of going to battle with some of the most brilliant behavior psychologists in the world who are paid untold sums of money 
to addict that 13 year old girl to the platform. Like how could we ever expect a 13 year old girl to go to war with that yeah. or, or even her parents to be able to, to fight against that. And so those are the things that I think we need to recognize that this is not these tools being used inappropriately, meaning like against how they were made. These tools are being more and more designed for this exact kind of activity. And we need to start seeing, frankly, I think we need to start seeing these young people and their parents more as victims rather than as like, you know, um, foolish participants or right. something. Yeah. So Chris, no one government industry, whomever, no one is regulating this. That's right. As best as we can tell, you know, there have been some like, again, here we have state attorneys general who are suing. Uh, but at the federal level, we've not seen any meaningful action. We've seen plenty of bluster, plenty of people called before Congress. Right. But unfortunately, what, this is what's just so infuriating to me is this should not be a partisan thing. But when when like Zuckerberg or other of these guys have been called before Congress before, it just ends up being politicians saying, like, why did you shadow ban my political bent of content? It's just like, come on, man. Like, we have 13-year-old girls who are self-harming because of Instagram, and then we have Senator A or Senator B jumping on Mark Zuckerberg about why you shadow banning my content for my constituents. It's just like, come on. Like, right. collectively just so foolish about this stuff. And, yeah, I think largely – like. There are plenty of people listening, probably myself included, who are not going to be quick to say, hey, we need more more government intervention. Of right. But I think like, look, what else do we have at this point? Like we need government intervention because, again, parents can't we can't expect parents to do this themselves because they're they're going to battle with some of the most brilliant biologists right. in the world who are being paid half a million more dollar. Who knows how much? to addict teens to this stuff, who else is going to help us? Like, right. we, we need some kind of regulation. So, Chris, even if kind and compassionate, empathetic, bright minds came together, is there a way to stop this short of denying your child a phone? I mean, is there structures in place where you go, we're going to reduce this? How does this even work? I have no idea. I just, like, I don't think you can. I, I don't think, like, uh, you know, in a perfect world, um, it's really hard to keep a 13-year-old girl off Instagram because all of her friends are on Instagram. And it's it, by by keeping your 13-year-old daughter off Instagram, you may be keeping her from social in interaction. And there's a cost to that too, right? And so I think like I never try to shame parents who who let their kid have Instagram or any other social media platform because it you can kind of be socially ostracizing your child unintentionally if you do that. So I think it's important to count that cost. At the same time, I think in a perfect world, you know, you'd have groups of parents kind of coalescing and, and getting a coalition together and saying, like, look, we're not going to let our kids use this stuff. And maybe they can all just be friends and, and it's they don't have to use Instagram to connect with their friends because none of their friends are using Instagram. But it's kind of like one of those who's going to blink first kind of things, like who's going to be the parent that doesn't let their kid use it. And then that then one of their friends doesn't. And then one of their friends doesn't. This is the. This is the nature of social media. It's really hard not to engage with it if everyone else in your social circle is because it very quickly becomes a sort of ostracization situation where you just get left out of stuff then. Right. And so I think this is it's really hard to imagine some people just gathering together. You know, it's like it's like the, the town getting their torches and pitchforks to go up against this, you know, massive conglomerate corporation situation. I just don't know 
if that's really practical. And I think there needs to start being some heat from the government just because yeah. I don't know what else is going to happen. No, because I think that's what one of the things the government's for. We're talking to Chris Martin. Uh, Chris is the author of a terrific book that's named after the Substack um, that he's written for a long time. It's called Terms of Service, The Real Cost of Social Media. Um, so, Chris, when, I also think that uh, we have been a little ignorant of the way that uh, young people are inculcated in different modes of thinking or worldview formation or whatever that goes on in different uh, media, uh, social media platforms that actually end up kind of setting culture. They're kind of at the at the top of the stream and the rest of the society is kind of downstream from where a lot of 15 year olds are on social media apps, um, whether, yeah. whether you're talking about, you know, the Israel Hamas war or you're talking about issues related to sexuality or issues related to gender. A lot of those things are talked about, tossed around and kind of societal decisions made on those platforms that people who are 40 years old are going to find out about five years later. Yeah, it's really fascinating. I love that you highlighted this, Kathy, because it's it is kind of an inversion of what used to be the case with regard to the culture in the Internet. It used to be back in the late 90s and even early 2000s, you could say sort of the pre massive social media days up till 2005 or six or so that the Internet was a reflection of offline culture. Right. Today, the the you were looking through the binoculars the other way. Yeah. We're looking through yep. the telescope the other way. Offline culture is becoming a reflection of Internet culture. Yep. And this is why I think studying so Internet culture is so important because and, and it's long been the case. In fact, I've read a lot of articles in the past about how teen girls in particular always lead cultural change. We see this especially like in language change back to like the early 20th century, even like if, if a new word is added to a cultural context, cool or other such words. Um, it's often from like teenage girls lead that charge. And I think that's a fascinating aspect that social media kind of supercharges. But yeah, I think we need to be, recognize that our young people, all people generally, but our young people especially are being influenced by the content they find on these platforms more and more. And the thing I highlight this in my more recent book, The Wolf in Their Pockets, these platforms are designed to deliver us more deeply into our desires, not deliver us from our desires. And so I think what we need to be recognizing as parents or people who care about other young people is if our if the people we care about, the young people we care about, get into some topic, healthy or unhealthy, yeah. whether it's video games or the Pittsburgh Steelers or eating disorders, if they f start following accounts about those things or start following, you know, uh, or start viewing those videos or reading those articles, these platforms are, d are designed to deliver them more. Hey, oh, you read that? You must like this. Oh, you read that? You must like that. And so we just need to be aware of that and be ready to disciple them through that. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah, Chris. And we hear the news story today about the uh, the chancellor or the president of Penn who's being called to retire and all the things are, are called to resign, not retire. But all the things that she's dealing with, uh, the Hamas protests, the pro-Hamas pro protests and all those things that are going on. That's the other I'm side of the telescope. I guarantee you that started on Tumblr. No doubt. Right. It didn't start at Penn. Sure. So sure. I don't know, it's just fascinating. Chris Martin's new book is called The Wolf in Their Pockets. Please check any of those out, including um, what's the first one? Real terms cost. Of service. Yeah, terms of service. Yeah. The real cost of social media. Chris, we really appreciate thanks you. Thanks for being with you. us, Chris. Yeah, thanks, guys.
Let's see. If something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into. And that is MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save many families up to 500 bucks a month. And that is huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The member satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. Hey, it's John Hall. Mike Lindell is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. But have you ever picked up a towel set because it's really soft in the store, but when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent and it doesn't dry you? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. The six-piece sets have 100% long staple Sherpa cotton. It is a combed ring-spun cotton that makes the towel softer and more absorbent than ever. Towels that actually dry you. And right now, you can receive a six-pack set for only $29.98 with promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio podcast specials. To receive this amazing offer of only $29.98 on the six-piece set of MyPillow Towels, just go to MyPillow.com. Com. Click on the radio podcast specials and enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. That's MyPillow.com promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle is back and bigger than ever. For six years, the Christmas Mortgage Miracle has made it possible to win next year's mortgage or rent. This year, we've raised the grand prize to $18,000. Increase your opportunity to win when you enter up to once per day and complete optional bonus tasks. Trinity Jewelers presents the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Enter today at wordfm.com. Cable news. Noisy, out of touch, on repeat. Tired of all the lookalikes? So are we. Salem News Channel is here to change the game. Streaming 24-7, free on your TV, with the greatest collection of conservative voices. Home to Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Like you, we say what's wrong and what's right. Unfiltered and unapologetic. Salem News Channel, we're the answer to the mainstream media. Learn more at snc.tv. Time Magazine has named its Person of the Year for 2023, and it is Taylor Swift. Really? Yes. Of all the people on the planet. Of all the people on the planet. The outsized pop influence of Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift. Yes. Mm -hmm. Also being named uh, CEO of the Year, Sam Altman. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. (laughs) CEO of the Year, really? Mm -hmm. Athlete of the Year, Lionel Messi, and Breakthrough of the Year, Alex Newell. And I don't know who that is. No. Alex Newell, Alex no, Newell, N-E-W-E-L-L. Okay. Yeah, I don't know who that is. All right. Anyway, the uh, the article about Taylor Swift is very well done, uh, talking about her gifts as a uh, storyteller, about the unbelievable ferocity with which her uh, career took off, um, and how unguarded she still seems in conversation. Really? Um, good. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very good piece. I recommend finding it at time dot com. Um, but the person of the year uh, kind of is 
it's an interesting uh, moniker because it doesn't necessarily mean something good. Um, person of the year is just somebody who has an influence, right? Has an influence. Donald Trump was person of the year at one point. Uh, last year, I believe it was the uh, president of Ukraine okay. who was Zelensky. Yep, Zelensky. Sorry. Thank you. I couldn't think of his name. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, but I'm, I'm always eager at this time of year to see who's going to be chosen. Right. And how, I mean, it's the perfect choice. Yes. Alex Eugene Newell is an American actor and singer. They are known for their role as Unique Adams on the Fox musical series Glee and Moe on Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Whatever. Hmm. Okay. But you know what? I mean, in a weird time that we live in, the pornification of the world and all the rancor and everything, I say thank goodness for Taylor Swift. And listen... She's someone who's excellent at her craft. Yes, she is. And she's well compensated for it. And well, she's well spoken. Yep. She's not de- t- truly divisive yep. or ugly or mean or any of that stuff that we've all grown deeply accustomed to. So, better Taylor Swift than a lot of people out there, right? Unites a lot of young people together. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. Ask your speaker to play the word Pittsburgh. Get our mobile app, stream us from our website, or find us at oneplace.com. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Few details are known about an apparent mass shooting today at the University of Nevada Las Vegas campus. Police do say now the shooter is deceased, apparently by suicide. We've also learned there are a number of casualties, but still no word if there are any fatalities. Surprise out of Washington today, California Republican Kevin McCarthy stepping down from his congressional seat. Former House Speaker says he will leave at the end of the year, adding he will serve America in new ways. It won't be crowded tonight at the University of Alabama. Only four GOP presidential candidates will be on stage. For the fourth time, the presidential hopefuls have been meeting. Wall Street today, the Dow dropped 70 points. S&P 500 down 18. This is SRN News. Feel inspired. Be uplifted by the music of Jeremy Kemp. Word FM welcomes Jeremy Kemp coming live to Carnegie of Homestead Music Hall on April 4th. Don't miss the soul-touching music of Grammy-nominated contemporary Christian singer Jeremy Kemp. Tickets are on sale now at librarymusichall.com. Jeremy Kemp, live April 4th at Carnegie of Homestead Music Hall, another Drusky Entertainment event. Are you tired of going online every day and getting news meant to make you afraid or meaningless celebrity gossip fighting for your attention? Want something different, something positive? Make your new homepage Christianity.com with daily devotionals, answers to life's tough questions, and meaningful Bible study from favorite pastors and authors on today's current events and issues. Now you have a homepage that reflects your life and your faith. 
join the thousands of others who have joined Christianity.com and experience the difference that good news can make in your life. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Alyssa suffered through 11 years of her husband's addiction, and she feared the worst. After we had called Focus on the Family, that was really the journey where we started to see God moving and working I know that Focus on the Family was just an answered prayer. I'm Jim Daly. This season, help us give families hope. And when you give today, your donation will be doubled. Donate at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash family. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight with a low of 33. Clouds yielding to sunshine tomorrow. Tomorrow's high, 46. Tomorrow night, mainly clear with a low of 36. Milder Friday with intervals of clouds and sun. Friday, we'll see a high of 57. A significant storm is on the way for the weekend. Check AccuWeather often and download the free AccuWeather app to stay up to date. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Greetings. Thank you for being with us as the sun has set across western Pennsylvania. On a chilly night in early December. How cold is it out there right now? Uh, I don't know. I think the high today was only going to be, you know, 33 or something. I used my uh, scraper for the first time this morning. I think I find that to be a depressing yard mark. Yeah. I really do. Here it is. I know. That's the I mean, way things are. I mean, Christmas is super... It's coming fast here, isn't it? I mean, Yeah, and that makes me away? nervous, too. Two it's two weeks, weeks two weeks from well, Sunday. Two weeks from Sunday. Christmas Eve is two weeks from Sunday. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I haven't baked one thing. You get, you're having 28 people at your mm-hmm. house? Where are you going to fit 28 people? I mean, what kind of chairs and tables do you have? I mean, not enough for 28 people no, to sit No, what are they going to... They're going to have to sit on the floor and, you know... We're just going to enjoy being together and not stress. I'm going to have seating for 16 at the table, but then I'll have sofas and floor. And Who gets the floor? Well, there are a lot of kids. They can sit on the floor. Hmm. I, there, Who decides that? I had a, well, so uh, their parents. Um, I, 12 and I had a friend over last night and my husband was there and we were talking about it and Eric was like, you know what? Do you guys have plans for Christmas? And she said, well, even if we didn't, I'm not we're coming not here because this doesn't sound good at all. No. I said, oh, it's going to be fun. 
She's like, that's too many people. That's way too many people. It's going to be fun. That's good. It's family. But as yeah. an outsider coming into that, yeah, it'd be that's hard. the last thing yeah, you Yeah, it'd be hard to kind How of How do make you your, cut through that? It'd be hard to make your way and all that. No, thanks. Yeah. That's but good. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm sure. It's a fun family. It's a very fun group I bet of people. It is. What are you having? Uh, well, Christmas Eve will be the traditional Polish thing. Mm-hmm. So we'll yeah, have yeah. Uh, pierogies, yeah. uh, five varieties. And we'll have all the fixings for that. You know, the sour cream, the applesauce, mm-hmm. butter and onion. Uh, We'll have a cold bean salad. We'll have uh, Jello because you know, that's my latest passion. I don't, I'm it's like a throwback Only if to you're in the hospital, 1955. Of, right? yeah. No, it's so delicious. Um, and uh, smoked salmon. Very nice. And then Christmas Day. That's when we'll roll out the beef, uh, the ham, the sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. the green beans, all of that's that. A lot. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of cookies and. Lots of tea and coffee, and it's going to be... Are you doing the smoked salmon? Are you buying it already? I'm getting it from the spring house. You are? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The... From our friend Marsha, mm-hmm. who's very kindly... I was thinking about that. Very kindly supplied our uh, oh. party food for today's Word FM Christmas party. Excellent as it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The chocolate cream pie, Lex, How is are it? you with me on this? Particularly delicious. It was so good. I had really? two pieces. Two pieces? Yep. I'm thinking about going in there and grabbing another slice. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, okay, so two in pieces. the fridge right now. It's that good. It's really? that good. I, I just had a piece of cherry. Yeah. The chocolate was worth... Yeah. And there's something... There are chips on top of the meringue, Lex. Mm. Very good chips. They are. Not like a throwaway chip, but like a solid, delicious chocolate flavor. Absolutely. Okay, so if you open up the Ward FM refrigerator down the hall there in the kitchen, there's it's literally stuffed with pies. Right. Yes. And the good news is we've got a couple of single guys here. As they were leaving, they were like just overflowing with leftovers. Right. Lex, you taking leftovers home? Yes, I am. Okay, there you go, girl. I like that. (laughs) Excellent. Mm -hmm. Good. Anyway, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour of today's program, we're looking forward to it. Um, Advent, is it the antidote to the Christmas blues? Let us hope so. I think it might be. Please. I think it might be. We'll talk Mm -hmm. about that in a little bit. Um, Also, the feast day of St. Nicholas. Uh, Mm -hmm. We talk about Santa a lot, but who was the original dude, right? St. Nicholas and, yeah. He wasn't the dude. The original well, he, dude? Well, he was the dude before there was another right. Before there was another dude. Also, at 525, uh, does this make sense? Right. Okay. Uh, so we've been talking about Advent off and on here, of course, because Sunday was the beginning of Advent. Um, I know we've been very busy, of course, everyone is, but because Advent has started, has there been a, a shift in your spiritual life somehow? Have you donned the Advent coat? Has that happened yet? Or, or or maybe not yet, but do you have plans too? You're looking at me like, don't talk about this. No, not at all. I'm happy that you're talking about it, but I have to be honest. No readings different? I, no... have, to, I have to be honest. I'm. This is nothing to be proud of. I'm not trying to, you know, point the finger at it's you. It's difficult just... to do this when you work in a church. Uh, because just because so like, much yes, of your yes, advent yes, yes, energy yes. is put into making advent advent for the rest of the church and it's hard for me mm. to really celebrate advent or christmas until january so it just becomes a job yeah which i hate to say out loud because i don't want people to think that i don't no, well, that i'm your... that my heart isn't in it because my heart is in it but it's in it in a different way than it is when it's january for me see i don't consider that so i wonder so 
this is something that's you know a professional what yeah if you uh, work in a church pitfall. it's just different it's hard for a pastor or a worship leader or a whatever to celebrate the season it's just well because, it's, i mean it's not that i don't celebrate it because i do celebrate it wholeheartedly but, but with but it's it's not as personal as it is in january and that's the same at easter what are you doing in january then that's when i'm able to kind of meditate on advent is after it's over after it's over yeah because then i don't have to mm. you know what i don't have to do it person professionally and so i can do it personally that's a shame i know but that's that's the case for a lot of for a lot of people i think there it might be the odd pastor or worship leader that doesn't feel that way really because you're too busy taking care of what needs to be taken care mm-hmm. of for everybody else so personally then you miss the experience yeah so heck, like heck. yeah so like in uh in holy week it's very hard for, for me to have like an uh, an effective See, yeah, personal holy week but the week after i usually do interesting okay i mean because the holy week to me is like my mountain peak experience yeah. of the year yeah and Advent, I love Advent, mm-hmm. and you know, I so I've been reading and I've now, been a listening. lot of that also is my personal responsibility that I should could probably do a better job in. So I'm not trying to blame it all on being a church worker. I'm just trying to be honest about what it's like. Yeah, no, no. I mean, you're coming at it from this perspective. Yeah. You know, you're swimming in a different stew than sure. the rest of us. So mm-hmm. of course, you you know, you're telling the truth here about it. I just I've never really considered that yeah. because I, to me, it's something so deeply special. And, I know it's and so, so lovely. I, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I'm sorry for it you. It is, and someday I won't be doing this work, and it'll be that way for me, too. All right. It's not, it's not something that I go to sleep at night and resent at all. It's just something that you know com- it's, comes with the job. Right. All right. I was just kind of curious. Yeah. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, it's totally fine. Okay. Always happy to be put on the spot here on the ride home. <laughs> we're, t- <laughs> we're taking a break, though. When we come back, we're going to talk about Advent with Dr. Oh. Dean Weaver, uh, the Reverend Doctor, in fact, um, because I think if we focused more on Advent, like you're saying, and less on Christmas, I think we might be a lot better off. We'll talk about it next. It's the ride home. 101.5 WORD. When God created us, he had a purpose for our lives. I'm Alan Jackson. I have the privilege of joining you each weekday to open our Bibles together. The Bible tells us that God has made us what we are. And in our union with Christ Jesus, he has created us for a life of good deeds, which he has already prepared for us to do. Join me and let's see what God has for us today. A fresh look at scripture weekday mornings at 930. Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. Patrick was way behind on his IRS taxes. I was in way over my head. The total amount ended up being somewhere just over $30,000. $30,000. Then the IRS came to collect. Started getting letter after letter. A lien had been filed against me. They were going to basically like hang me completely out to dry. He had to do something. That's when I reached out to Optima Tax Relief. Patrick's life quickly got a lot easier. It was very easy. Pretty much hands off, you know. They picked up the ball and ran with it. And how'd it go? I couldn't believe it. I had to ask like two or three times. I saved an incredible amount of money. How does Patrick feel about Optima? Couldn't be happier. They definitely helped me. Optima Tax Relief, the best place to call. They're the best in the business. Do what Patrick did and call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. 
people change, families change, and the law changes. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman, and a proper estate plan should keep up with those changes. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer, someone who's really good at making complex concepts sound so simple, so you can protect what's yours and to ensure that your will is done. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. This time of year, big box tool stores start to sell a whole bunch of not tools, from dancing Santas to plastic trees. At Northern Tool and Equipment, we'd rather sell you a four-horsepower chainsaw fitted with a full chisel chain to cut down your own tree. And we have wood chippers come January. Because, you know, mulch. We're cutting prices on your favorite brands this holiday season. Save on Milwaukee, Ingersoll Rand, and Metal Tech in-store or at northerntool.com. Boost Mobile has given families the holiday gift they really want. When you switch to Boost, you get an iPhone 11 for only $49.99 or a free Samsung Galaxy A23. You get amazing service, too, because only Boost switches between the top networks to give you the best service. So stop by a Boost Mobile store and give the gift of Boost. That's an iPhone 11 for $49.99 or a free Samsung Galaxy A23. Get yours at a Boost Mobile store today. Visit BoostMobile.com for details. New customers and in-store only. Requires auto pay and ID verification. Other restrictions apply. See participating dealers for details. Well, our, our conversation about Advent continues with the Reverend Dr. Dean Weaver, who is the stated clerk of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, co-founder, former president of EduNations, which we'll talk about as well. But Dean, you tell us, or about to, that uh, Advent is the antidote to the Christmas blues. Welcome back. Hey, thanks, guys. Good to see you. And a blessed Advent to you both. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, so do you really think that, that that there is an antidote to the Christmas blues and the answer could be Advent? Well, I don't mean it to sound that simplistic, yeah, Kathy. Right, of course. To say, you know, if you take the two spiritual pills and then, you know, you'll be well in the morning kind of thing. But I do think, you know, uh, the idea of having Christmas blues is something we all probably know is true. I mm-hmm. think I'm... Uh, I think I may be experiencing those myself at the moment, to be honest. <laughs> so, so you know, I think that's we all have expectations built into the holidays and the feelings we're supposed to have. And, you know, it, it could be anything from, you know, it's not snowing to I have family problems to work problems to just, you know, emotional behavioral things going on behind the scenes. So the the, the Christmas blues are real. And I think part of it is, is that, you know, God gave us, um, and you can see this all throughout the scripture, particularly the Old Testament, he gives us um, rhythms, uh, you know, the, the Jewish calendar was built around feasts and festivals, and it wasn't just a good reason for having food, but there was rhythms and rhymes that connected us to the story of God's faithfulness. And I think uh, we have kind of taken in something from our culture without realizing it, that we start celebrating Christmas. I mean, good grief. Uh, you know, people put out stuff in Home Depot in August, um, you know, and, and it happens. But but in our own minds, we think, well, once we get on the other side of Thanksgiving, it's Christmas. Well, no, the, 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 the um, church's calendar, the liturgical calendar, begins with Advent. That's the actually beginning of our seasons. Our, and, and Advent ought not to be um, uh, 
confused with Christmas. A season of Christmas tide begins on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, um, but Advent is the season we're in. And so we, you know, we gather together. And, and what made me think about this recently was I was I was in a group. We were singing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, which is actually an an Advent hymn. Um, not a Christmas hymn, but it gets lumped in with all the Christmas carols. So we kind of kind of have blurred those things. Um, and I realized it's actually a song of lament. Um, if you actually look at the song, uh, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, there's just um, all kinds of things in there. We're mourning in lonely exile here, dispel the shadows of night and turn our darkness into light. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. There's this crying out this longing that's actually a lament. And I think Advent could be an antidote to the Christmas blues in that it allows us to enter into the celebration of the birth of the Christ child through a kind of longing and lament and anticipation that owns that, that, that mourning Mm. and takes it to, um, you know, his birth. And rather than having to feel happy uh, all the time when we're feeling all the weight of the expectations of the season, it would allow us to say, no, there's a four-week ramp up here that is honest with a deep, profound sense of longing that is biblically uh, real and allows us to own that, to step into that, actually have that because lament, biblical lament doesn't leave us in despair. Mm-hmm. It ultimately leaves us with the hope of the resurrection, right? And so even the book of Lamentations, when you work through the book of Lamentations, it ultimately leads you to this great hope that is there for us. So I think if you if you start with Advent as this season of longing and mourning and lament, and you say, well, that's maybe why I feel this way, there's a there's a, a season of the year that allows me to not only be met at that place, but to help me move towards the fact that in the darkest of dark nights, the light has dawned and he's come to us and it is the light of the world. And that makes that Christmas Eve celebration, particularly when the Christ candle is lit, you're like, the light has come into the darkness. And no wonder I've been feeling funky these last four weeks. Um, Advent allowed me the space to do that. And it, it allows you to transition towards the hope that is the, the birth of the Savior. Yeah. So, Dean, in the midst of all this, this funkiness, uh, are there spiritual practices that you're walking through right now that are different out of cycle than the, you know, the regular rest of the, um, the theological calendar for you? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, there are going to be those things, John, whether you admit it or not, right? And it starts with the clothes that you're wearing, the songs that you listen to. It, 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 it's all kind of things that change after Thanksgiving, where we all start trying to, quote, get in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. So you have to recognize that we do that whether we consciously are aware of it or not. So the question is, can you be intentional about doing practices during that time that don't just point you to this kind of um, amorphous Christian spirit that's ever elusive and, and maybe without even real substance to some kind of discipline that causes you 
to like be not only anchored in the scripture, but this season that takes you where God has designed us to go at this time. So for me, it is being more selective about some of the songs I listen to. Um, and I'll give you a little insight to my playlist. Okay. I am really heavy on uh, during Advent on the Bebo Norman uh, uh, Christmas-ish kind of music <laughs> because his music has a strong kind of lament feel to it. It's yeah. not the peppy, upbeat, you know, happy go lucky stuff. Right. It's uh, the rebel Jesus things. It's the stuff that is just kind of taking you at a place where it's deeply meaningful. Sandra McCracken, same thing. I'll listen to a lot of her stuff, Sarah Groves. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little more selective. I'm not listening to, you know, uh, ho, 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 you know, kind of like stuff that's just feel good stuff. Right. I, I'm going to listen to that. I'll probably listen to it, uh, you know, when I get a little closer to Christmas. But right now, I'm trying to pay attention to music like O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And I'm and, and I not just sing it. I led a devotion with my staff this week, and we did a devotion on hope, but hope that came out of lament. And we used mm-hmm. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel as a song. Uh, our mutual friend Jeremy Casella likes to say, good music takes theology, good theology from head to heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel was kind of a, a means for us to say, okay, our hope in a God who is is the God of hope, who never disappoints, that God um, is the God who we're begging to come as Emmanuel, not just the first time, but to come again as we look in this Advent for his second coming. And we, I, so we use that music. And I'm, so I guess number one is I'm being a little more selective about the music that I listen to at Christmas so that it's not just the feel-good stuff. Um, number two, I, I try to own my own funkiness. Um, if I'm feeling like I don't have the Christmas spirit, I'm giving myself permission to say that's okay. Um, that's that's part of the season. And number three, I'm trying to be intentional about the different Bible texts that I'm reading to really go into those, not in just a devotional way, um, but but you know when you look at uh, Anna or when you look at you know the 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 Jesus's uh, the narratives of leading up to his birth. Um, you you see this he's waiting they're waiting for the, for the consolation mm-hmm. uh, of Israel they're longing for for deliverance they can't deliver themselves from the Romans anymore they did the Greeks anymore than they did the Assyrians or the Babylonians or the Egyptians only God can deliver them and and you know focusing on I can't deliver myself from this funk that I'm in and I have the same longing that these people had and the only consolation for Israel is a consolation for me which is I'm longing for Jesus to come and so I try to pick the texts that that hit me in that season and take me up to the Savior so I'm, I'm, I'm being selective about the Bible readings I'm being selective about the the music and I'm trying to be uh, permission giving about my mood Oh, that's, good. that's the Reverend Dr. Dean Weaver. He's the stated clerk of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. Um, Dean, I think what you're saying has a lot of merit, because if you're looking at Christmas just as a season, you know, as a celebratory season or a season of family or a season of food or whatever it is, um, if you're not able to enter into it for some reason, I spent, you know, a lot of Christmases with uh, a, my dad in the hospital. Um, and mm. you just feel like something's wrong. You feel like because you're supposed to be so happy, the fact that you're not makes you feel even worse. Um, And Advent really is the only thing that speaks to that. 
Yeah, and the rest of the world has jumped right into Christmas. We've forgotten about Advent. And if you just say, no, this is a season the church recognized for a reason. And if we cooperate with that and participate with that, it will actually meet you in the hospital as you're caring for your dad and saying, why don't I feel the way everybody else feels? Um, It allows you to do that, but it also takes you right up to the fact that God moves into your neighborhood to be with you in that hospital, to be with you in that job search, to be with you in that cancer diagnosis, to be with you in that broken moment. Um, You don't have to have that feel-good thing from, you know, Thanksgiving all the way up. Now, the thing is, if you come out of Thanksgiving with really a deep, profound sense of gratitude, that is like plowing the ground for this kind of of honest uh, Advent kind of waiting, longing lament that leads us to the uh, the Emmanuel who comes as the light of the world. So I, I think these seasons actually can really help us if we paid attention to them and were more intentional about them rather than just being kind of caught up in, in all of the um, all the commercial aspects. And that's that's where I think the church really struggles, Kathy, is that I think we have we have uncritically accepted too many things from our culture, even things that are our things. It's like Christmas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and we and we've taken those things uncritically and we don't know where the cultural parts of it are and where yep. the actual yeah. spiritual biblical Christian parts yep. of it are. For sure. Give it away. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So stay alert during Advent, Dean. Dean Weaver's with us, uh, the stated clerk of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. Dean, before you leave us, talk to us about Edunations. You've got something coming up, yeah? Yeah, we got a big concert coming up, guys, and it's uh, uh, Phillips, Craig, and Dean is going to be uh, at Memorial Park, and uh, you know they're going to be. Uh, it's going to be a great concert. I think there's. A, I think they've got a pretty strong uh, turnout of people that are coming. I still think there's room to uh, to come. People want, and they go to edunations.org to determine that. But all of the money raised at that concert goes to support the education of. We've got 16 schools in all Muslim villages in all the rural, most remote parts of of Sierra Leone, West Africa. And in the last couple of years, uh, guys, we have seen literally thousands of people baptized in the name of Jesus who who, who used to be uh, following the Muslim faith, and now they're following Jesus. And, uh, you know, when you can get to a kid uh, six, seven, eight, ten, twelve years old, and you're able to provide that kind of quality education, that kind of quality environment, and disciple them in their faith. It, it's a multi generational faith. It sticks. It really mm-hmm. does. It's not a one off. It is really substantive. And um, you know, we're feeding, we're educating. We have the highest uh, uh, grades in the national exams in the country. Fifty two percent of our students, which is in a rural population, are girls. Uh, so the, the, even the nation, uh, the government of Sierra Leone, recognizes what we're doing and supports it and loves it because uh, the gospel actually works. It, it actually it, it, it ignites hope and it transforms lives. And um, that's what Edunations does. And if you come to a great concert, uh, Phillips, Craig, and Dean, I think will provide some great music uh, to orient you to the stuff that really matters, and you'll be supporting a cause that makes a big difference for the gospel. Outstanding. Uh, do you know the dates on the concert, Dean? I'm just looking at that, John, because I'm out of town in Florida. Oh, but I believe it's December the 6th. Okay. Um, that's today. Let me, 
Oh, that's today. It's not today. It's December the 8th. It's this coming Friday, I oh, believe. Oh, Friday evening. Okay, or, great. Or is it the 15th? Oh, I should have known that before I got on the phone with you guys. That's, that's okay. okay. I'm going to look it up and so that I can... Uh, yeah, well, you look, do that for yeah. me. Yep. We'll get the word out. Dean, Redeem always a pleasure. As a, as a founder, I should know these things, but you guys are going to save me and help me with that. You That's get your no hands full, Dean. You do. Listen, Merry Christmas, Dean. Happy Advent, Dean. All right, you too. Take care. Dean Weaver, he's the founder of uh, Edunations, uh, stated clerk of Evangelical Presbyterian Church. And uh, listen, the event is always a free event, and then there's a goodwill offering as well. Yeah, it's coming up December 7th at 7 p.m. at Memorial Park it's Church. tomorrow night. That's tomorrow night. Is, this, is the 7th already tomorrow night? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, December 7th, 7 p.m., 7 p.m., Phillips, Craig, and Dean, 8800 People's Road. Praying for healing, this may be your moment. Billy Burke of Billy Burke World Outreach returns to Pittsburgh December 10th and 11th. Get ready for a transformative spiritual experience like none other and witness an evening of healing and divine encounters with renowned evangelist Billy Burke at the Doubletree by Hilton and Cranberry, 7 p.m. Sunday, December 10th, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday, December 11th. Come expecting a miracle. Details at BillyBurke.org. Thursday, December 7th, Edunations and Memorial Park Church proudly present Phillips, Craig, and Dean. 7 p.m. live at Memorial Park Church. Proceeds benefit the ongoing work of Edunations in Sierra Leone. Tickets just $10 per person, $25 per family. Phillips, Craig and Dean, Thursday, December 7th. Get your tickets now at edunations.org slash concert. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I'm Corey, and this is my story. I was going through some financial troubles paying off my credit cards. I was paying high interest rates, and it just wasn't getting any better. And I knew I had to do something. So my mom told me about Trinity, and so I decided to call. Trinity was able to do something that I couldn't. I'm paying off my debt. I'm saving thousands, and things are really looking up. I promise you guys, you will not regret it. When you called Trinity, because it was such a relief and less stress in my life, and it was the best thing I could have done for myself. Because once I called Trinity, they took care of me, and I felt such a relief, a weight off my shoulders. Trinity was great to work with. They wanted to help me. I love it. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1 800 936 5496. I'm Corey, and I'm debt free for keeps. 1 800 936 5496. Hey, it's John Hall. Mike Lindell is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. But have you ever picked up a towel set because it's really soft in the store, but when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent and it doesn't dry you? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. The six-piece sets have 100% long staple Sherpa cotton. It is a combed ring-spun cotton that makes the towel softer and more absorbent than ever. Towels that actually dry you. And right now, you can receive a six-pack set for only $29.98 with promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio podcast specials. To receive this amazing offer of only $29.98 on the six-piece set of MyPillow Towels, just go to MyPillow.com. Com. Click on the radio podcast specials and enter promo code WORD or call 800 
391-0954. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. It's easy to listen. We're everywhere. Hear us on OnePlace.com, WordFM.com, on your phone, your smart speaker, and on your radio. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight with a low of 33. Clouds yielding to sunshine tomorrow. Tomorrow's high, 46. Tomorrow night, mainly clear with a low of 36. Milder Friday with intervals of clouds and sun. Friday, we'll see a high of 57. A significant storm is on the way for the weekend. Check AccuWeather often and download the free AccuWeather app to stay up to date. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does what make sense? Eating your biggest meal in the middle of the day. Not holding off, not just snacking up until dinner, not at your big, your blowout meal is lunch. At lunch. Yeah, I think it does make sense. Right? It, mm-hmm. I think societies that do that are probably better off, healthier. Because we're eating at 8 o'clock. Right. And, and then we're all like, and then we sit on the couch and go, and then it's 10.30 and then I, I want to eat more. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, the lunch meal is probably wiser. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. We all had, did that today at the Word of Him Christmas party. So and tired. then I wanted to go to sleep at 2 p.m. So that's a drawback. Yeah. I but was super I, tired. But I have a feel, I mean... Experts do seem to agree that that's healthier. Experts agree. Experts agree. Seven out of eight dentists. Right. Uh, I uh, Don't you think that... Because then you're not going to bed on a full stomach. Yeah, but who's who's going to do that? Like you're going to have like a steak or like some salmon at noon. I'm work. Are you going to do right. that? Right. No, I can't do that. Right? But in the ideal world, does that make sense? I guess. Yes, okay. it does make sense. Right. Yeah, I, it, yeah, I think it does. It does. All right, this is far from that. This is trivial by comparison. But does this make sense? I see this all the time, like on movies and a handkerchief. Like a cloth one? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Does that, I mean. That makes so much sense. Get out of here. Listen to me. It hearkens Uh, to a genteel era. It's filthy. It. (laughs) Who wants to walk around with a booger in in their pocket? I have a little stack of hankies that are all very nice they're flowered they're folded nicely i put them in my little pocket i don't have one today i wish i could pull mm. it out and show you my father always had my mother would iron right his yeah so my mother would honor or would iron my father's as well but wouldn't you rather have a kleenex but wouldn't don't you feel like your heart is healthier and purer if you <laughs> were civilized enough to carry a hanky <laughs> my my pure heart <laughs> demands a hanky <laughs> I just, <laughs> to wipe I the stain like in our of despair. Con- in our consumeristic throwaway Kleenex culture, I feel like we've maybe lost something well, important. No, you blow your nose and then you put it back it in the pocket. Gross. It's super gross. It is gross. Okay, so all that little finery you're talking about, the little lace doily or whatnot. It's not a lace doily. You it's know, a nice, soft hanky. Yeah, but it's filled with, you know, 
No snot. Okay, if I not really if, the best. if you had a hanky in your pocket every day, wouldn't you feel good about yourself? Probably. See, I it does make sense. <laughs> it does. You don't want it to, but yeah. in your heart, you know. <laughs> I guess you're right. It does make sense. 101.5 Word FM. W-O-R-D. Welcoming Amy Grant to the Carnegie of Homestead Music Hall, May of 2024. This is Amy Grant, and I'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. A career spanning 45 years in contemporary Christian music. Amy Grant. She's great. She's great. She's really good. She's awesome. Amy Grant. Tickets would make a great Christmas gift. We've got them, and we're giving them to you. Just listen for the cue to call. Great classic music. I just just love it, yeah. Tune in Sunday afternoon and call in to win your tickets to see Amy Grant from WORD. You know that look you get when a loved one opens up a gift and you know that you've nailed it? The perfect present? Well, we have just the gift to get that look. Hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Because with hands-free Skechers slip-ins, you just step into them and they're on. There's no bending down to the ground and you never have to touch your shoes. So how do hands-free Skechers slip-ins work? It's like there's a built-in shoehorn in the heel so your foot slides into place. Find slip-ins at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Hey, Doc, nice office. Quick question. If you had to choose, would you give yourself a root canal or run payroll? Run payroll, no question. Seriously? Have you run payroll before? Paying my team with Gusto couldn't be easier. Gusto gives me unlimited payroll runs, next-day direct deposits, and automatically files my taxes. Saves me time. Wow, that's nice. Over here, Doc. Can I run payroll, too? Choose payroll without the pain. Visit gusto.com slash radio to sign up for free. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now, Channel 525. I've got an an apple sitting in my office. Do you ever feel the pressure of that? Yeah, because you know you're working on borrowed time there. Right. It shouldn't... shouldn't, It's sitting on your desk? Yeah, Yeah, that's not And you walked into my office today and there was a little bowl of grapes. Yeah. And you went, oh, there's grapes there. Well, because I was like, (laughs) I like a grape. Yeah. They look kind of (laughs) warm. That's exactly. I had one this morning. Yeah. And I was like, mm, kind of, they, they're kind of mushy. 
Yeah. They've reached a mush point. Yeah. And- so with the apple and with the grapes, I would have been better off putting those in the fridge. Oh, for sure. But I never put an apple in the fridge. Do you? Always. Never. Always. The apple's always sitting out no. on the credenza. Always. What? Sh- no, apples last much longer in the fridge. Really? Yes. I just never do that. They're oh, just no. sitting out. You need, to do, you need to do that. A cold apple? It, plus, do you eat it, it when it's tastes cold? a lot better. Really? Oh, much better. I never do that. Like, the that whole mealy thing, it's not going to have that if it's in the fridge. I mean, oh. it... Obviously, depending on the apple. If you buy a red delicious apple, it's going to be nearly whether, it's, whether it's cold or warm. But it's much less noticeable if it's cold. Really? Oh, just yeah. Just never do that. Yeah. What other things you put? Like an orange. I'm putting an, an orange. orange in the fridge. Lemons, limes. Sure, sure. Uh, but an pears. apple seems like sort of counterintuitive Once to me. pears get to a soft point, they have to go in the fridge or they're going to be gone in a day. Do you like a pear? I love a pear. Me too. But only cold. Hmm. What kind of pear? Because there's like, you know, seven million pears. Dionju. Yes. Uh, uh, What is the other? Bartlett? But don't you want a pear to be kind of like mildly, almost mushy? Yes, but you it doesn't get that way in the fridge. No, but if but you put it in, a, in your brown bag first on your counter yeah. until it gets, gets soft. Close to that. But then once it's soft, it has to go in the fridge because it continues on its. To be honest, that sounds like a lot of fruit work. Well, it I does. Mean, I, the, I mean, the, who's got time to like you know worry about there well, it is and all well, of a sudden I'm pulling sure it out? Well, I'm pretty sure if I have time for it, you do. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I mean, the fruit thing. I don't know. Okay. Washington Post story, 10 fruits and vegetables you're storing wrong. Oh, please. Okay. Now, again, another thing. I'm just trying to help. So, okay. Um, vegetables need... Can I bring up just a couple general items, yeah, which sure. is that vegetables need to breathe, right? So you can't leave them tied up in the in plastic, plastic bag, bag no, that no, you no, got. No, of you, okay, you already know that. Yeah. Um, okay, don't pack veggies tightly together. You didn't let the air circulate around them. And don't clean your produce until you're ready to use it. Okay, that'll, that'll it's make more, sense. It's, sure, it's sure. more likely to spoil. Right. Okay, so let's talk about some specific foods. May we? Please. Can I begin with garlic? Garlic in the fridge? No. Garlic, you store at room temperature yeah. in some sort of open-ish yeah. container so that air can get through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The garlic, you know, the classic garlic containers have the holes around the side. Sure. Or you I'm can good with that. keep it in a basket or whatever. Yeah. Okay. How about onion? Same thing. Right. It, outside in the, you know, like in the bottom of the kitchen table right. or something like that. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. Just, you know, they can't be near potatoes. Why is that? Because they uh, encourage the potatoes to sprout oh, and go back. Oh, the eyes. Yes. I didn't know that, mm-hmm. really. And onions don't go in the refrigerator. I think no. you already know that. Okay. Um, potatoes. Potatoes, I think, should be out. Cold, dark place, um, but not refrigerated place. So cold like, and dark. I should say cool. Maybe cold is okay. right. going too far. Uh, the cold, damp air in the refrigerator, according to the Washington Post, causes their starches to turn into sugars, which mm. can affect taste and texture. Um, you can also store them in the paper bag we were talking about for the pear. The potatoes. Mm-hmm. Won't they, then they'll get riper faster. I mean, some potatoes uh, sit around forever. I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't. If you um, complex. also the onion that causes the uh, potato to yep. sprout, like mm-hmm. I said, an yep. apple will do that too. So if you keep your apples and keep your apples potatoes away from your together, no, keep your apples away from your potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> How about your garlic? Okay, asparagus. This is always hard for me. If I don't eat it the day of, I end up wasting it, what? and then I hate myself. It goes by. Listen, first of all, asparagus is super expensive. Yes, exactly. Unless That's you're... why you don't want to waste it. No. Okay, so apparently. 
according to Cook's Illustrated, which is a terrific organization, uh, not to mention the magazine, the TV shows, the YouTubes, all of that. Anyway, the best way to store asparagus is to trim a half inch, half inch off the end of the stalks and stand them up in water, like put them in a glass of water. Really? Yes. Okay. Really? In your fridge? And they'll stay, fridge? apparently, they will stay fresh for four days. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Carrots. I just put in, I'm putting them in the bin, in the fridge. Okay. It says trimmed, unpeeled carrots can be refrigerated in an unsealed zip-top bag in the crisper drawer for two weeks. Did you say refrigerated? <laughs> did I say refrigerated? Did I? You did. You did. Refrigerated? <laughs> I'm driving in my car. I turn <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> you pulled me again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Trimmed we... carrots will last longer when kept submerged in a tightly covered container with water. Really? So you can just dump them in water and then they're basically sitting in cold water. I mean, I got asparagus in water and I got carrots in water. Well, this is what it, this is what it takes to be an adult and have food. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Save a refrigerator, I guess. <laughs> Uh, Brussels sprouts last longer on the stem. Now, the only place I ever buy Brussels sprouts on the stem is at Sorgles. You can't go into a grocery store and find Brussels sprouts on the stem. Right? For goodness sake. Okay. Cucumbers. This is... I always... Yeah, how many cucumbers have you thrown away in your so life? So many. Seriously, I hate it, and I Wait. love cucumbers. I'll be on my but... deathbed going, a, compu- a cu- cucumber is bad in the fridge. I'll be thinking about that. <laughs> oh, they hate to be cold. Anything below what? fifty will cause them to spoil faster. What? I hit... So if you have to refrigerate it, do if you have to refrigerate them, do so for no more than three days. Oh my gosh, they're in the fridge like for me for two weeks. Yes. Okay. Now here's the other thing that goes bad all the time: is I cannot eat a head of celery. Because by the time I am to the middle, it's limp it's, and oh, lame don't you hate that? and terrible. Now you can put that in water to revive it. Can you? Yes, I've done that. I don't. I didn't know you ever, that. Yeah, if uh-uh. it's limp, put it in a glass of water. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Come back again. Okay. The post says that you should refrigerate it, wrapped tightly in aluminum foil, not plastic wrap. What? Yeah. Re. re- I'm going to do that tonight. Actually, I just bought celery, and as I was putting it in my cart, I thought. It's going to go bad. Hope springs eternal mm-hmm. that I keep buying this. What, so you should wrap it in foil? Yep. Yep. Really? You can store celery sticks like carrot sticks submerged in water. Don't you like celery in blue cheese dressing? Is that like... Is that delicious? It is. Like what? Like the celery has like minus zero calories. Right. And then the blue cheese has like 8,000. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right? So it kind of right. evens out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man. Oh, it's so good. That texture Isn't alone. it great? Mm-hmm. And... If you put that with a wing, that's oh. like my favorite meal on earth. Yeah. I can't even stand how great it is. Listen, I was at uh, Penn Mac yesterday yeah. in the Strip District on Penn Avenue, and uh, it was a pretty. I, I got there at a good moment where it wasn't oh, completely uh, packed, yeah, yeah. and so I went up to the cheese counter and I had several questions mm. that I wanted to ask the cheese guy. They weren't hurried. They weren't hurried. He gave me a little class. Did he? It was so nice. So I went up to him and I said, "I really love blue cheese." But I don't know the difference between blue cheese and Roquefort mm-hmm. and Gorgonzola yeah. and Stilton. Like, I don't what What, right. what are they? And uh, he, he, he said, forth. no, no, He's, he, he held forth. He basically said, no, 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 you don't understand. They're all blue cheeses. And Stilton is the English version, mm-hmm. version of that. And um, Gorgonzola is the Italian version. Is Stilton creamy? At, well, it's kind of cr- creamy, oh, crumbly. Okay. And then Roquefort is the French version. <laughs> 
I see. All blue. They're all blue cheeses. And then he said, have you ever had Danish blue? And Mm. I said, no. So he brought all of these blue cheeses out. So I just, one after another. Nibble, nibble, nibble. It was delicious. So the Danish blue was by far my favorite. No kidding. And I thought it'd be Gorgonzola, but I loved the Danish blue. Did you buy some? I did. I bought a quarter Mm. pound. And then he gave me, and I wish I could, oh, you know what? I actually took a picture of the title so I could remember it. Blue cheese. Are you ready? This is a type of blue cheese that is soaked in orange liqueur. What? Okay. And then in its round shape. Yeah. And the the top of it. And the wheel. Thank you. The top of it is smashed uh, oranges. What? On the top. What kind of cheese is this? It's called. This is. No, I'm going to butcher this. Fior di Arancia. And where's this from? The strip. No, oh, no. Well, Italy. No. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's Italian blue cheese. Fior di Arancia. Blue cheese with oranges crushed into it. And you, this, is it citrusy? Yes. Did you, oh. It's incredible. No it's, it's the most unique blue cheese what? I've ever had. Really? I couldn't get over how delicious it was. I mean, just a meal of blue cheese, like with some crackers. I, or how I, about blue cheese with tomatoes? Really? Like to, cut tomatoes in the summer, a little blue cheese, a little mm, balsamic on the top. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's good. Doesn't that? Okay, speaking of tomatoes, uh, the debate continues about whether to store them stem side up or stem side down. Uh, according to the Washington Post, there is some evidence in favor of storing standard sized tomatoes, tomatoes stem side down, kind of like on a little, like on a little rack that you might sure, cook sure. meat on, just so it's not sitting on the counter. Interesting. Tomatoes are very difficult. Yes. As far as knowing what to well, do. Well, now, like, so we're, we're post-tomato season. Are you buying, uh, like, now? Like, I'll buy a grape tomato yeah, if I need it for I'd a buy, particular that's what I, salad. I just kind of live with those. It's always a disappointment. That's all you can really do. But it's, I mean, in a perfect world, like in heaven, I have, like, fresh tomatoes every day. Oh, I know. Right? Like, off the vine. Right. Like, and, I, mm. and there we will know some Danes who mm. could show us the blue cheese method. Fair. And maybe the Italians with the oranges. Please do. Fantastic. Can we eat like that in, in heaven? Please give me. Well, it him. doesn't say, but I no, can't. Not I'd be be, su- we won't be able to enjoy. It. I don't know. No, no, no. Mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. I will help you prepare. There'll some, be a feast. Tomatoes and blue cheese. There'll be a feast. It says that we'll feast in the house of Zion. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks for that. I okay. Mean, well, pre uh, feast. Let me pre feast. Let me just say that if you buy your bananas, you need to break them up. You can't leave them connected. <laughs> There's a lot going on here. Yeah. I, mean, I got to put like. You're supposed to wrap the stems in plastic wrap. That's good. Celeries and, and foil, yeah. mm-hmm. tomatoes bottom up. Yeah. My asparagus in water, my carrots in water. I'm j- Look. It's just a lot going on. I'm just on here there. to help. Right. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Well, yeah. We talked about this because our guest didn't show. Yeah. And then but, we ended up talking about storing vegetables. But I wanted to talk about this anyway. I, I like it. it. One of those articles you keep in your back pocket, right? There they go. Now it's in the front pocket. <laughs> Ready to change your phone service? You gotta check out Boost Infinite Wireless at BoostInfinite.com. You get their low-priced service and a brand new iPhone every year. And Boost Infinite's new technology gives you three networks for the price of one. So you get the best quality calls and data anywhere you are. No one can do that except Boost. Switch today at BoostInfinite.com or call 855-55-BOOST. See BoostInfinite.com for terms and conditions. It's time to save big every day during our 25 days of deals at Lowe's. Right now, get up to 50% off select artificial Christmas trees, holiday lights, and more. 
Plus, get 40% off and free local truck delivery on select vanities to elevate your bathroom. Find these savings in-store and online today. Because Lowe's knows deals every day. Valid through 12-6 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800 800- 353-2973 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-353-2973. That's 800-353-2973. What do you have to lose? Call 800-353-2973. Again, 800-353-2973. Hey, it's John Hall. Mike Lindell is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. But have you ever picked up a towel set because it's really soft in the store, but when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent and it doesn't dry you? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. The six-piece sets have 100% long staple Sherpa cotton. It is a combed ring-spun cotton that makes the towel softer and more absorbent than ever. Towels that actually dry you. And right now, you can receive a six-pack set for only $29.98 with promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio podcast specials. To receive this amazing offer of only $29.98 on the six-piece set of MyPillow Towels, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio podcast specials and enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. That's MyPillow.com promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Okay, well, we were talking about food in this last segment unexpectedly, but I, I did schedule to talk about... <laughs> this segment, which is uh, Happy Meals for Adults. I can't believe this is real. Okay. Uh, they are bringing back, McDonald's says, their adult Happy Meals with a new artsy box complete with a special toy uh, December 11th. Okay. So this has happened before? Yeah. 25 years ago, McDonald's is partnering with artist Kerwin Frost to bring back a bit of nostalgia with special chicken nugget-inspired toys while supplies last. Well, that's weird. A 10-piece Chicken McNugget or a Big Mac fries and a soft drink includes a McNugget Buddy collectible. Mm -hmm. Like I said, they offered this 25 years ago. Uh, So Kerwin Frost has made these little, I mean, just kind of like little dolls they look like. Kind of They're all, kind of cute. Almost like veggie tails in a yeah, way. Yeah, why do but why do adults need those? Because I guess we're all kids inside. I don't I don't know. Because how much is a happy meal? Well, I guess it depends on the franchise, yeah, right? Yeah, it doesn't say. Yeah. I I mean, so what do you think? Like so look, everybody goes, Oh, I mean, we love ourselves a Chick fil A chicken nugget, right? Well, you can get nuggets, but do you have to like is does you it have, have to, to be a, a happy meal to go with it? No. But this just is our thing. problem. What? Act like adults. Yeah. 
Speaking of trying to act like an adult, it's my second week of going to bed early. Okay. Well, congratulations on that. Thank is it, you. Is it now, like now t- early, 10 o'clock? Well, so some nights I went to bed at 10. More of the nights I went to bed like 11. But what I was That's doing before fine. was one or something, mm-hmm. and I was always falling asleep on the sofa and then going up in the middle of the night. Okay. So I remember growing up as a kid, like in the summertime, my parents would watch the 11 o'clock news. Okay. And then after the news was over, they'd go to bed. So that was 1130. Okay. That so, was adult. So if that's what the halls were doing. 1130. I feel like that's okay with me. What listen, are you doing? I've told you, I'm looking at my watch and I go, ooh, it's 930. Oh, come on. Wait, no, no. Then I go, 930. Oh. Uh, okay, I got a good half an hour left in me. Now, there are those moments when I go, and, and you know what? This is not like something I go, like I'm, my body just goes, I'm ready. But there are those times when I'm like, oh, it's 11 o'clock or 1130 or okay. even midnight, you know. I want to, in a perfect world, I'd love to stay up till 2 a.m. Well, in a perfect, well, so would I, but it's not, I've, I've it's not learned feasible. that it's not, it's not good for me. No. I'm what, trying to make healthy choices. What time are you waking you, up? You know what I, well, you know what I do at night? If I stay up, eat. Yeah. You know I do that. Everyone does. You know I do I'm that. grazing. Right. So I, if I go to bed early, I cut off the food mm-hmm, intake. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I, that's the magic ticket. But so, then, like when I'm going to bed like that early, I always feel like I'm missing something. I well, that's why I've been staying up for all right? this time. I hate to well, give up missing? on the day. You're missing streaming. Well, yeah, and I'm missing eating, which are calories that I don't need. So there you go. So you're missing streaming and eating. You don't need either. Right. So that so then I get up early, I get more done in the morning, and then I'm hungry around lunchtime. Yeah. When I get up, like an, uh, I'm not like an. I'm not in a mood to do like a lot of physical stuff. I'm sitting like there ha- oh, like in the having morning? a coffee and you know reading the news. Aren't you doing that? Well, I'm not, I don't, like, you know, I don't drink coffee. Going to the gym or something like that. Jeez. Well, if you work, I have to work out in the morning. What? Yeah. You're so ambitious. Oh, you truly are. I'm really not. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to be mature. Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.